long have we been watching this movie? Five weeks? Two days? Help me to recollect. Why'd you spill your beans? Why'd you spill your beans? Why'd you spill your beans? Some of us are trying to make a work of HARK! <laughs> what do you guys think of B97 this week? I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I enjoyed it. I mean, my circumstances for watching it were slightly unconventional, but uh, we can get to that. Rob, what did, how did you enjoy it this week? I'm trying try to, I feel really lightheaded after doing that. <laughs> um, so hold on, just let me um, uh, wake up. <laughs> uh, somebody else talk. <laughs> okay, so first things first, my shining light for the week. Uh, just just jumping straight into it. Uh, my shining light was during Bean's uh, speech uh, in front of... Uh, all the people at the unveiling of Wuss's mother, uh, I noticed just very faintly this this watch that after he says, my job is to sit and look at the paintings, after everyone starts applauding, you can very faintly hear someone ADR'd in who just goes, really? Just him and the paintings? Yeah, do you know what? Uh, I watched... I watched... Yeah, I watched it with Gavin earlier, and uh, he pointed that... Ex- exact bit of ADR out. He's just like, just him and the paintings. <laughs> that is very, that is such a sweet little bit of ADR. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. I don't even know if it's really that necessary, but I'm glad it's there. I think it's necessary because like, it's really important to show the kind of disbelief within the audience and also the kind of the <laughs> cultural disconnect. <laughs> I think the, a lot of the message of the film would be lost without that. That's you know what, I'll hop on board with that. Uh, the way I ended up watching this movie this week, basically, currently dog sitting for for my parents, and uh, we had a few drinks last night. Myself, my brother Zoe, and um, my cousin as well, and also Mr. Gavin Lawless. You know, little gang of us. And um, we were up late, having a few drinks, that's all. Just a couple, couple brews. And so this morning I woke up and went, fuck, I still have to watch Bean before we record. And the house also needs to be kind of cleaned up a little bit because there are tins everywhere, there's like f- boxes of food all over the place. And, you know, mildly hungover. So I just kind of stuck it on the telly in the living room and uh left to play while we cleaned up the place a bit and then like every so often took a break to just sit with the movie (laughs) but then like i was like oh time to empty the dishwasher i'd just be watching it while emptying the dishwasher uh so it was kind of like i know it was was almost like a an ambient watching of the movie (laughs) it's like (laughs) you know what was that the way brian eno described ambient music was it has to be uh boring enough to not be distracting but interesting enough to hold your attention. And it kind of felt like that. <laughs> I mean, strange. it is a great hangover cure, as we've established in previous weeks. Oh, for sure. 
For sure. It actually is such a comforting thing. Um, I took very few notes because of the way I watched it, but... Um, yeah, I took um, a total of just, four notes. I think I'm about the same, to be honest. I took a few just on, like, what felt like a few moments of uh, Rowan Atkinson uh, inserting himself into the film in certain ways. Um, I think... Yeah, sure, look, I'll give you an example. Uh, <laughs> when Bean gets on the plane and he's, uh, you know, he's told, oh, no, sir, you're in first class. And he kind of le- he leans into the uh, the economy class, ca- into the economy cabin and just starts jeering at all these, you know, just regular folk, just regular people. I was like, yeah, damn, that's... They're also made to look, like, really fucking, like, I don't know, low... Like, they're made to look low class. Like, it's a, like a fucking nightmare in there. It yeah. It's, like, so hectic and horrible. It's, and it's, it's all the commoners. Yeah. <laughs> it's proper, like, Rose going to, like, the lower decks of the Titanic, except it's, uh... Yeah, it's they're mis- all fucking snorting shit. <laughs> 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 you know, um, I just, I just thought that's probably, uh... Rowan Atkinson just having his say in this fucking film, which I wish oh, he yeah. didn't, you know? I don't Th- feel like was, this is his movie. That was one of the very, yeah, that was one of the very few bits that Rowan Atkinson demanded were in the movie. One of the few bits he wrote of like, oh, I want to show the commoners in a, in a bad light, is what he said. <laughs> <laughs> he said the snot-nosed ingrates in the middle class. <laughs> yeah, but then Mel Smith realised... That's that's pretty shitty, but I don't want to say no to our star. So what Mel Smith said was, "Okay, Rowan, we'll do it," but then secretly filmed it in such a way that it makes Bean look like an asshole. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but Rowan acts and watch it and go, "Ah, yes, yes he's that's like, exactly Ha-ha. how I would act." Shame upon I mean, you, pro- proletariat scum. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I watched uh, this. It's gonna seem out of nowhere. I watched the remake of Straw Dogs last night, and. Uh, it's it's got James Woods in it playing one of the uh, one of the villains who's an alcoholic like far right uh, football coach who's just like constantly saying horrible hurtful shit and the whole time all I was thinking was does does James Woods know that he's meant to be playing the bad guy because that just is <laughs> James Woods. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. James Woods reminds me a bit of Bean in the way that their faces don't seem real. <laughs> James Woods reminds me of know? Bean in that he's a pretty terrible human being. Oh yeah, uh, no, he's, James he's Woods reminds bag. me of Bean in the way that they both fuck televisions. Uh, <laughs> that's true. That famous scene of Mr. Bean's holiday where <laughs> Bean gets sucked into a television. Um... No, do you know? Do you know what I mean? James Woods's face doesn't seem like it looks like a mask. Not, not. Yeah, I was about to say not to insult the man, but I actually don't care. Yeah, no, fuck um, James Woods to be honest. But like, he do, he looks like he's melting, and I feel that with Bean as well. That he just looks like he's his face looks like a rubber mask, like it's melting. Harrison Ford kind of has it a little bit as well. Yeah, mm. I kind of get gonna, what you mean. Yeah, like it's. If, like it's like is it if you like shook any three of them people their face would just turn to rubber and it go <laughs> like everywhere you know I feel it's it's Ronex and Harrison Ford and James Woods I'm trying to think of more people yeah but, uh, they all look a bit three. like they have a clothes peg 
at the back of their neck holding everything together. Mm. Yes, yes, exactly. But James Woods also has the kind of... I rewatched The Mask last night. Sorry to be off topic talking about James Woods, but I watched (laughs) The Mask last night. And you know, you know, spoiler for The Mask. Incidentally, uh, James Woods, please don't sue us. Fuck James. No, James Woods. Uh, yeah, our fuck email James Woods. Is, That's uh, just our opinion. Three bean salad society at gmail dot com. That's the word three. Please sue um, us. At, at the uh, yeah, please, please. I um, love lawsuits. <laughs> um, near the end of the mask. Spoiler for the mask. The bad guy puts on the mask, and he gets these mad like over ridiculously like overindulgent features mm. and he just looks like james woods <laughs> james woods seems to have like melted like it's like he took his clothes peg off the back of his head and he melted and then his bones fit the melted mask face so now he just looks like that anyway um <laughs> anyway enough enough t- talking about james woods we don't need more more james woods on i have a feeling he's gonna be back i feel like now that he's yeah, in probably we can't get him out <laughs> <laughs> just follow us wherever society has pa- uh, progressed past the need to be talking about james woods yeah <laughs> like you I know video dro- video drum came out he can go now like that's all we need yeah yeah, did he? Yeah, I don't really feel he had any other purpose on on Earth than to make Videodrome and then just be a dickhead. <laughs> hmm. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, my next note. Uh, b- mo- <laughs> like skipping very far into the movie. Uh, I've only got two notes left, and they're both very close together. My f- first of them is, uh, if Bean didn't take the time to look, he would have totally just swallowed that bullet. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> like, he would have yeah. just tossed I it in actually, the air and fucking. I actually numb. always get surprised that he actually does look at it as well because whenever else, you, whenever other time you see him eating an M M&M, and M, he doesn't. He just goes for it. Like he doesn't even think twice. Yeah, and it's like he's wearing gloves there as well, so it's not like he'd get the texture of it at all. He'd just be yeah, like, "Yep, yeah. that's an M M&M and M shape. I'll put that M M&M and M shape in my mouth yeah, hole." It takes him like a yeah. full two seconds to go, "Huh? What's this?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like we're, we're, we are talking about the scene in the Langley house when he eats the the M and M's out of the glass bowl, where also David Langley keeps his bullets. Right? <laughs> yeah, obviously that's the scene. No, we're talking number about. one with okay. the bullet. Yeah, he's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. The, the, oh, Doctor Bean, please help yourself to some bullets. Uh, I <laughs> mean M and M's. It is America, you know. Like, yeah. Know. Like, where else are you going to keep them? <laughs> uh, on the topic of bullets, uh, Gavin made a very good point while we were watching this uh, in the airport scene. And he's like, you know, there's probably an... <laughs> in an alternate dimension, there's a version of this movie where Bean doesn't make it out of the airport. He just gets shot. <laughs> yeah. He's white, though. He's rich and white. Oh, but he's also a foreigner. Yeah, but he's also English. Yeah. So, I mean, but, like, uh, I don't know. I kind of feel all of those things would just give him a million What are you talking about? He's from the planet Zog. <laughs> mm. But also, this no, is occurring in an alternate universe. So, you know. That's true as well. Any, you know, whatever. Like, it's it's good. There's going to be different uh, prejudices there. And they're like, oh, fuck, Rowan Atkinson. It's one of those Rowan Atkinson types. Shoot him. <laughs> I wish. Um... What was I going to say? Yeah, Jack, do you have any more self-inserts? 
Um, I'm looking at my notes now, and that's actually kind of the only self-insert I have. I'm trying to think oh, back on the movie now <laughs> for any... You said you had four. <laughs> I have four notes total. Oh, okay. okay. But uh, one of them is uh, self-insertion, and then in brackets, classism. Uh, <laughs> that's all you need. <laughs> I'm trying to think now if there's any other occurrences of it in the film, but I could go on to another note, which is um, we always talk about how... Um, David is at his happiest when uh, Whistler's mother is unveiled and it's fine. Like, it's been replaced with the poster and just the relief on his face. It's like the the one time we see pure joy on his face in the film. But this (laughs) time round, it never occurred to me. Just, like, the ride of doom makes him so happy. Like, you know, he's not just going, woo! Like, he's in hysterical laughter, like, wiping tears from his eyes. (laughs) Like, and I'm trying to think if there's some sort of like metaphor in there. Like, you know, it's him maybe seeing that if the if the ride of doom is a metaphor for his entire character arc, you know, they land safely at the life end. Life is when it's, but a ride of doom. Life is but a ride of doom, and you know, it gets to the end, and he's literally wiping tears from his eyes, like, oh, it's fine. It was just a ride, but then you know, much like Bean interferes with his already tumultuous life being interferes with the right of doom and turns it into a thing of abject horror <laughs> actually there's a good self-insert there as well oh because the right of doom is enjoyed by by everyone equally <laughs> there's no prejudice on the right of doom uh, right of doom whereas bean goes on and thinks hmm this Can't isn't catering exactly to me, so he fucks it up, and therefore loads and loads of people could be, you know, um, people uh, could be, you know, just white upper class people. It could be, um, you know, uh, people of different ethnic races, different genders, different sexualities, and um, you know, different beliefs. Uh, yet they're all tossed to the ground <laughs> as uh, Rowan Axon, um you know, completely foils everything mm-hmm. just to make sure he is the one laughing, and there's, you know? You know what, Rob? You've actually just uh, made a very good point. Well, you've, you've made me realize something else. In the, uh, there are two self-inserts in this scene, in, oh, yeah. in a matter of fact, because... Besides Ben Affleck. Well, what I was going to say is uh, <laughs> Ben Affleck <laughs> being thrown from the right of doom is pretty reminiscent of... Uh, Rowan Atkinson's well-documented hatred of Ben Affleck and that time that he did kick the shit out of him in a bar in Seoul in Korea, I'm pretty sure it was. Um, you guys remember that? So, do, do you guys I mean, hear, hear about I'm that? Vaguely, I've vaguely heard of this. I think it was a cocktail bar in Seoul in uh, Korea where they also do tattoos. And I think uh, yeah. Ben Affleck cut in line to get his... Uh, he wanted to get a tattoo of uh, Batman, and this was years before he was uh, even Batman, but he was like, I want a Batman tattoo, because one day I'll be the Batman. <laughs> and uh, Rowan Atkinson was like, hey, fuck, I was next, and also, I was going to get a Batman tattoo. Is this libelous? <laughs> Is this, as in, like, could we get sued for this? Yeah. No, um, no, it's fine. It's like, a true th- story. It was in the Daily Look, Mail. It's not my, it's not my fault. <laughs> It's not my fault that Rowan Atkinson kicked the shit out of Ben Affleck until he was a bloody pulp. That's yeah, why he disappeared he for a while. Oh, wait, no, I think libel's only uh, when it's written. I think this is slander is what this is. Look, it's the truth is what it is. 
If oh, Rowan Atkinson didn't want to get called out for kicking Ben Affleck to, to within an inch of his life, like he shouldn't have done it. Like I'm just going to distance yeah. myself from this podcast as much as possible. What's that? <laughs> what's that, Butch? What's that, Jack Coleman? You agree? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just like James, just like James Woods, fucking <laughs> let his face melt. <laughs> it's all true, baby. So anyway, my next note. Uh... <laughs> James Woods returned, I suppose. My my final yeah. note is just uh, did Brutus sue the hospital for for like malpractice because um, they got fucking Bean to operate on him? I mean, he can't no, it prove was a, that. It was a hallucination. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, but he should have. He should have. I don't know. Why should he have? He's fine. He can't, even if he wanted to sue them, he can't prove a fucking thing. They're like, yeah, you were drugged up to the fucking rafters, dude. You like, were you drugged up. We shit. don't have any Dr. Bean on our register. Yeah. <laughs> like, as long as fucking uh, the Langleys didn't snitch Bean out as being <laughs> fucking the fake doctor that revived their comatose daughter. Of... <laughs> uh, Actually, yeah, wait, what? I wonder what the Langley said when, like, the actual doctors came back in. They're like, oh, your daughter's fine. How did that happen? And they're like, oh, yeah. Well, like, she was already fine. She was just asleep. Yeah. And they're... <laughs> they're like, oh, your daughter woke up. And they'd be like, yeah. Yeah, like, get the fuck out. But, like, imagine she, that like, conversation. Why did she take up a bed? Imagine that conversation. Like, oh, okay, your daughter woke up. Uh, did anything happen while we were gone? They're like, Oh yeah, don't worry. This Englishman that's been living with us for like a week uh, just came in, electrocuted himself, and fucking body slammed her, and she woke up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she was just asleep. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's not a coma. It's more like a deep sleep. I mean, Bean really did body slam Jennifer. <laughs> he did yeah. really fucking. Like turn off his heart, like that should have killed him. <laughs> but we he really did body slam Jennifer, just like he body slammed fucking Pen Affleck <laughs> in the line in that tattoo place in Seoul. <laughs> it's also a cocktail bar. Don't forget. That. Oh, the oh. cocktail bar slash tattoo place, isn't that right, Jack Holman? Yeah, that's yeah. Okay, cool. I'm not sure why you're calling uh, Jack Jack Holman. His name's Rudden. Um. Oh yeah, no, I'm just I'm just using a legal name for fun. Um, Gavin made a good point about, um, there's actually a huge callback to the, and this is my final note, um, but, uh, yeah, Alison makes a, a comment about how, uh, Bean and David can, you know, really get to grips with postmodernism, and, uh, mm. Ga- Gavin made a point saying, uh, the whole film is basically them coming to grips with postmodernism, because it's basically performance art. <laughs> yeah, like every every antic, every twist, every turn is just a a well choreographed piece of performance art. <laughs> I see that. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had kind of a a nice hopeful wish this week, or, or at least a um, just an idea of like, what if you removed Rowan Atkinson from this movie? I would love it. As in, everything else stayed the same, except any reference to Bean was by anyone else was met with a lot more confusion. <laughs> so, like, the script was the same, and David 
talks to who, who um as he thinks Bean, but uh, to everyone else he's just uh, what he's just like schizophrenic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the whole film could play out the same because I don't. Re- Does anyone else in the film directly even talk to him that hey, much? By like Grierson, Kevin Grierson, Allison. Well, we've already Grierson's we've already wife. established that Grierson and we've already established that Grierson and David are the same person. The lady on the plane. <laughs> uh, the fucking the man Delilah. on the plane. No, no, no! But I'm like David wasn't there. Like I'm talking about Timmy like, Puker David Jr. and Bean in the same place. Like, is there any situation that Bean is Brutus? In? Brutus's assistant. <laughs> One who also tells known him to shut up. up. Wait, what? No, no! I'm talking about. Is there any scene that Bean and David are both in that you could remove Bean from? The scene doesn't make sense. Yes, the one yeah. with Brutus and <laughs> Brutus's assistant. <laughs> I don't know what you're... Which one? Well, the one just where after, in the interrogation room? Just after no. the unveiling. Yeah, just after the unveiling where Bruce's assistant is like, Shut up! <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's t- he's yelling back into the room where they're all No, applauding. he isn't! He's Shut yelling up. at Bean! <laughs> well, no, it looks like he's yelling at Bean. That's because we're seeing Bean. I'm asking if you take <laughs> Bean out of the scene, would it still make sense? And yes, it would. It would uh, just look like he's yelling into the room to shut up. Maybe... Maybe. All right. What about Be- the scene where David's at the security meeting and Bean is on the balcony above him with the painting? Uh, sorry, I don't remember that scene. <laughs> what about? Um, it's only in the about- super cool extended cut that you probably it's probably too too obscure for you. How about this? I think Bean could be a symptom of some sort of um mass hysteria or like a. A shared was dumped in the water, <laughs> like a shared delusion, if you will. You know, like the way that um, they're, uh, they're uh, they weren't common in medieval times, but there's a few well documented kind of uh, shared delusions inter- of like that, like resulted in like entire cities like burning down essentially, mm. shit like that. I reckon Bean is that for this movie, or at least he's a symptom <laughs> of it. But also, he has That's, a house. Yeah. This like shared this he? this sh- bean li- well he has a flat. Does he? Yes. When when do we see that? We see it in the opening scene of the film and the ending scene of the film. Hmm. No. Very much the bread of, of this film what you're sandwich. Thinking of, no, no, no. What you're thinking of is what David imagines Bean is doing before he comes into his life. So, so this shared delusion that. I'm oh, it goes on, okay. That deep? I, I like I like the idea of the shared delusion, but also I'm just looking at it from a point of view that David is the only one that can see Bean. <laughs> what about the scene where General Newton shakes Bean's hand and David's right next to him? Um what about the scene in uh Fight Club where uh, <laughs> We're not uh, doing the Fight Club thing again. <laughs> We're not doing okay, okay, it. No, no, Shut okay, up. No, I am going I am going to pull a direct quote from our friend Mr. Jack Rodden and say, Rob, we have dealt with some fucking left field theories. <laughs> but Fight Club, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, no. I was I brought the Fight Club thing up as a joke. I know we're not doing that anymore because you guys don't for some reason don't don't see it. 
but I'm not talking about them being spoilers for Fight Club. Um, I'm not talking about... Skip 30 seconds if you don't want to be spoiled for Fight Club. Um, I'm not saying that they're the same person. I'm saying that Bean is completely a figment of David's imagination. He's not there. No one else can see him. But General Newton is just shaking hands. Why can't David just miss-see him shaking someone else's hands? Miss-see him. But, like, yeah. uh, what about the whole Alison wanting Bean out of the house? Yeah, she's his She's his. She wants wife. David out of the house, Jack. Do you this before? No, I'm just saying, like, she's... Bean she's, is just uh, David's his, his coping wife. mechanism for how he, you know, his wife wants him gone, and he's just projecting it onto an imaginary figure. Oh, she doesn't want me gone, she wants Bean gone. That could work. So, oh wait, that, okay, I want to imagine this now, uh, in the scene where <laughs> David asks for one last chance, he's like, Alison, please just go talk to Dr. Bean, you'll see he's a wonderful person. And obviously, and then he the, just it, picks up and smashes the fucking picture. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's just like it's like, oh yeah, here's Doctor Bean, and David just goes into a violent rage and smashes the picture of their dog. <laughs> and then what? We what don't... about the ride of doom? How does he both? How does he both fix the ride of doom and get another ticket? <laughs> Did you say fix the ride of doom? <laughs> <laughs> he, made, like, he fixes it. He makes it work. <laughs> like, ah, much well, better. <laughs> like, that's what we don't see after David's violent outrage in his house is him like turning back to his wife and looking in shock, <laughs> as if to say, "Like who done this?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. I'm trying to work. I'm trying to work out a few other scenes in my head now. Like, how would the how would the how would the turkey scene work? Although, actually, you know what? That makes sense as to why Mr. Grierson looks so fucking dead. Because obviously, yeah, da- yeah. maybe, like, uh, yeah, it's him. He's drained of David's weird antics of, him, of, like, shifting characters. It's, it's him, David, and Sylvia sat in the living room. And he's just kind of staring at the space instead of, you know, having a fucking conversation with David. David's obviously not <laughs> there. That's David that comes in with the chef's hat and the onions. And then he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's like finally David's here. <laughs> <laughs> I can stop I'm just being saying, dead. It works for every My scene, even in the interrogation scene. are positively scene. tingling. <laughs> Maestro. <laughs> even when they're looking into the interrogation room with Brutus, um, they're like, yeah, they're Brutus all is just like talking seeing. to himself. <laughs> no, no, because Bean isn't there. When when they're looking into the window, David's imagining seeing Bean like prance around, do all these funny things. Brutus and his uh, assistant are just in there looking at an empty room with David mumbling beside them, going, "See, see." <laughs> <laughs> no, D- David gives a um, gives like a first person uh, narration of what he's doing, what Bean's doing in the room. He's like, "I am pretending to play the guitar. I am prancing." <laughs> no, Bean. Is well, he looks like a fruitcake to me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's Brutus like just playing along. We're like, haha yeah, looks like a fruitcake to me. Can you can you leave? <laughs> Are you willing to take responsibility for this imaginary man's actions? <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. I can't really think of a scene that this idea doesn't work for. I'm not saying that this is the movie, I'm just saying that this could be a version of the movie. Right. Okay. I want I'm willing to take that you don't think that the movie is this because it's definitely not. It totally could be, though. No, I don't think it could. Really 
we could make really... a we could make an edit of it. Like if we got good at uh, like keying out uh, elements and stuff, just get get rid of Bean in every scene as just just David, <laughs> just <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's that'd be really dark, actually. It would be. <laughs> yeah, Bean, but David has schizophrenia. And it's perfect because Mad Piano is also like you know takes from the fucking Laura Palmer theme. So just play the Laura Palmer theme throughout the entire thing, and you get oh, this dark, yeah. grimy atmosphere. You know. Oh yeah. Oh, what if uh, Bean is a a tulpa? Spoilers for Twin Peaks, by the way. <laughs> I I I've only seen halfway through season two. I don't know what a tulpa is. Oh, okay, Good. fuck it. Uh, never mind uh, then. <laughs> I need to finish Twin Peaks. Um, what? Yeah, I'm is... sure. You, I swear, you've been halfway through season two for like five years. Okay, just we. Can I cut haven't this even out, known you just that. On a... <laughs> but just uh, if we can cut this out. But basically, I started Twin Peaks like in fucking second year DCU. And I watched all of season one in like two days and fucking loved it. And then I started season two and I got like five episodes in and I got really busy. And then I just didn't watch any until like last summer. And then I started it again and watched season one in in like two days. And then watched season two and watched a couple episodes and then left it and then picked it back up at Christmas and watched another few episodes and then I left it. And then I watched a couple more episodes at the start of lockdown and uh, here I am. I have a theory, um, similar to one of our theories on the fanatic. Uh, Bean what is a bee... bear. Bean... <laughs> I was gonna say Bean is a bee. <laughs> <laughs> no, that makes even less sense. Yeah, ba- bear with me. They rhyme, and uh... <laughs> and the bees are notorious for ruining. Classic pieces of art. I see. <laughs> Their honey is very um, bad for paintings. And then there's all those scenes of Bean running around going bzzz. Yeah, like in, in the fucking airport scene, they're like, oh fuck, like everyone in here is allergic to bees. This is the allergic to bees convention. Everybody on the floor <laughs> now. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think of other scenes where it makes sense because it probably makes sense for all of them so uh, the turkey scene again makes perfect sense bees love cooking turkey in the microwave I don't think we've given Jerry Seinfeld enough credit for his role as Bean in this movie (laughs) (laughs) I mean he carried it Jerry Seinfeld is another guy Jerry Seinfeld is another guy with the kind of rubber face syndrome I'm talking about (laughs) I'm sure we've spoken he joins the club I'm sure we've spoken about this in person, but um, uh, spoilers for The Late Late Toy Show 2008. Uh, <laughs> have you guys ever see Jerry Seinfeld's interview with Pat Kenny on The Late Late Toy oh, Show? Oh, he gets really angry, doesn't he? He's, it's just so awkward. It's literally like, for some reason, like they're obviously trying to advertise this fucking Superman toy, but also simultaneously interview Jerry Seinfeld about B movie, and they and they have someone dressed up as Barry from B movie, but he's got a big thick Dublin accent. That's so weird. It's so weird. Trust the Pat Kenny era. 
trust uh, sorry to make this super make this podcast super niche now but um, <laughs> trust fucking the pat kenny era to instead of fucking um i, I don't know bringing on fucking uh ed sheeran or fucking i don't know like fergie he's like i'm gonna bring on jerry seinfeld yeah <laughs> oh and as well everyone knows every like eight-year-old irish child loves jerry seinfeld yeah to to add to that uh Pat Kenny refers to Jerry Seinfeld as Jerry Seinfeld throughout the entire interview. <laughs> it is the most painful fucking thing in the world. It's literally like he just Ryan fu- Tuberty is uh sorry, Ryan Tuberty is another one of the, the rubber face gang. <laughs> uh so I have a theory uh about this movie that uh Similar, similar to Rob's theory, and I'm definitely, I definitely had this when watching it, and I'm not just pulling it out of my ass now. Uh, <laughs> my theory is that uh, David isn't real; uh, he's actually just uh, Bean's imagination. <laughs> it's like exactly the same movie, but David isn't real. Okay, walk us Interesting. through it. Explain it. Uh, no, that's that's basically all all I have. I don't have any evidence for this or anything. It's just. Yeah, that's just all. That's just all. Like, think about it. What use is David in the plot, really? Like, you know, the, as it just the gallery gets Bean in because they need a scholar. David has nothing to do with it. They just get Bean in. And, you know, every time Grierson's talking to, to David, he's actually really talking to Bean. And he's, you know, just like... Because all he's talking about is, like, the painting, isn't it magnificent? Blah, blah, blah. And, uh... Yeah, he's basically Bean's just, you know, staying with uh, a, a, either a single woman or possibly a, a, an LGBTQ plus woman uh, living with yeah, the two kids her, from a previous failed is, marriage. Uh, and, her wife uh, is Sandra Oh. Yeah, exactly. But then uh, but then D- Bean starts flirting with her uh, and, and she's really uncomfortable and she's, you know, d- d- yeah, does everything she can to get him out of the house. <laughs> Um, I'd like to add to that theory because there's another thing that fits really well with it that's just occurred to me. Uh, Kevin's a duck. <laughs> he's he's a domesticated duck. Okay, it makes sense. Walk us through it. this. <laughs> so it it kind of what uh, Kevin is a domo- domesticated duck. Um, but we see the film through, it's from Kevin's perspective, but Kevin believes that he's a human member of the family. So he sees himself as human. You know, the way that a certain cat, like even Butch, like uh, Luna, your cat, kind of, you know, she reckons she's one of the pack because she was taken from her mum too early. So uh, Kevin yeah. was taken from his mother too early and brought into his human household. So sees himself as a human but uh, it makes sense because obviously <laughs> he has that one really uh, like quotable line from uh, when him and Bean are in the kitchen. Oh uh, yeah, he says Bean's I got drinking. some great posters of Cindy Quackford on my wall. No, <laughs> <laughs> no but like Bean's drinking his milk and uh, Ke- like Kevin like waddles over to the fridge and he takes out like a like a loaf of bread and he just goes <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> like i always thought it was really out of place but it's kind of it's falling into place right now for me and as well he's got feathers and webs and then at the uh, end he turns into a bee 
I'm kind of thinking you guys are making fun of me a little bit. <laughs> no. No, not at all. No, no, for real. I, 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 sure, I, no, no. I think Kevin's a duck. Mm. Kevin's a duck. Yeah. Elmer is advertising Subway. Grierson's dead. <laughs> Allison's gay. Um, oh, yeah. We, we didn't get on to our theory as to why there's only one security guard. <laughs> Which uh, I, I'm pretty sure I brought up last episode, and I'm pretty sure that it got rudely cut out. Uh, um, my... No, well, it's the Amanda show. No, I'm joking. Yeah. Go, please go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to repeat my theory from last time because, like I say, it got rudely cut out and the audience <laughs> needs to hear it. And that's that Bernice is it so... fit nightmare mode. Bernice is so mad about the fact that she got left out of the security meeting that uh, she rounds up all the other security guards, all of whom are female... And uh, holds a uh, a protest. She they 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 strike uh, for the night, uh, and so there's only one security guard left uh, because they're they're striking for uh, feminism and and you know gender equality in the workplace. And then at some point by morning, Grierson, uh, you know, with his newfound authority as uh, the mayor now that he's uh, won the elect now that he's won the election over the former mayor mr newton uh <laughs> yeah grierson mayor has decided Finland. to implement uh gender equality now that the sexist mayor newton is is out of office uh and uh so then bernice comes back to work but by that point it's already too late i also have uh a competing theory as to why well not a compete maybe a, a complementary theory as to why the uh the male bathroom is actually locked uh and it's not for security reasons uh basically uh, <laughs> uh mr grierson and his lovely wife sylvia were you know they, they met up at the gallery grierson was just finished work sylvia was done uh organizing militias on the uh, outskirts of LA as she does <laughs> and Grierson was like oh yeah I'm, I'm ready to go and uh, eat some tacos and Sylvia's like oh fuck I actually had tacos for lunch uh, also before we leave could I use uh, the bathroom and he's like yeah yeah and she goes to use the female bathroom but um, she goes to use the female bathroom and Bernice is holding uh, the epicenter of her protest is in the female bathroom. She's like, oh, fuck, it's pretty uh, pretty heated in here. It's probably not good if I drop a big taco dookie <laughs> in here because uh, they're doing good work. And uh, it's, it's pretty, it's a little hostile feeling. So, mm. you know, she's like, fuck it, I'll use the men's bathroom. And uh, she... <laughs> She just takes a monster dump, and uh, George is like, wow, that's gross. Uh, better lock that up so no one thinks that there's, like, people doing monster dumps in my gallery. <laughs> in fact, it's better if people think that no one does any dumps. The bathroom is always locked. And so he leaves it locked, and uh... <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> <laughs> that's why there's only for, one like, guy. <laughs> 
<laughs> I just wanted to make a joke about someone taking a monster dump. <laughs> so, so mailbag? <laughs> um, did someone say mailbag? Uh, Let's do it. Well, you did. Did I? I thought someone else said it. Uh, okay. Confession time. Uh, I'm currently... No, mailbag time. <laughs> no, you know, I... Do not have your keyboard. I do not have my keyboard, so I'm going to have to do You'll the mailbag thing. do it acapella. Acapella. I'll try, I'll try to get a beat going with my hands, so I'll just say... So our first question comes from Rudden Jack, who asks... When will the suffering end? <laughs> and our second question comes from Smutson, who asks... Brackets. Hummus. Ye, knee, or bean? Are they the only two questions? Yes. Alright, Patreon time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, we got... Again, we <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> no, sorry. I'm not happy to leave. I am. I'm very happy to leave that in the past. Patreon. Patreon. On to the Patreon. So, uh, what? who's, who's going to do the Patreon? So our first patron is Adam Redmond. If you want your name read out in this section, go to patreon.com forward slash free bean salad pod. That is the word free. And donate five US dollars or more per month. You can donate as little as one dollar if you want to support us, but you won't get your name read out in this section. Or you can donate a lot more if you want. We're very hungry. I say this every single week, but no one listens. Does anyone listen to this podcast? Does anyone know what we have to go through to do this? This is really hard, but this really takes a toll on our mental well-being and you fuckers don't even you're just listening for free you're just doing you're just you're just you're basically swiping the soy from our hands so rob if you unplug our socials nope okay uh
Thomas.